0: Hey, Tim Kiefer from MyBTownline.com. Welcome to uh, our first 2022 off-season football meeting. Hey, we're excited to be here tonight. Uh, We're missing uh, some of our key players, unfortunately. Uh, Alex, who we uh, used to have join us. He is uh, not with us here because as as some of you may or may not know, we have uh, moved the home office, as David Letterman used to say, the home office of wherever. He used to move it all around the country. We've moved the home office to Henderson Nevada that's where these studios are you know I was really hard at work you know working on this desk here you know see see my shadow and everything so I got a new haircut we got the whole thing going but it doesn't matter because for all you Illinois officials no frets because we're still doing all our Illinois stuff but guess what it doesn't matter across the country across the world we're talking football we're gonna make you better that's what we do here we're trying to take the officials, no matter what sport you do, from good to great, because our mission is to improve the game through the officials. So I don't care what state you're a member of or where you officiate, you want to be here, you want to make it be here, in fact, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Uh, we've got uh, Bill Emanue with us. We've got Robert Bar. We'll get to them here in a moment. But I kind of wanted to run through some stuff that we have coming here at MIBT Online. So here's what we got tonight. The big game edition. We got some announcements. We're going to... Break down the plays. That's what we're here to do. we got plays to do uh, to break down, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so you don't want to miss it. We're streaming on YouTube only tonight, free to everybody, because I think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think everybody should get out, get something out of this. Because even though we do have our subscription-based service here at MIBTOnline.com, we like to share as much as we can with officials, because we do believe that the whole purpose is for all of us to get better. and. We like doing this, so we hope that you enjoy it. We hope that you consider subscribing to mivtowneline.com because get this, for $49, that's it, $49 a year, you get access to all the sports. Everything that we do for $49 a year, you add another 20 bucks, you get insurance. You're not gonna find a better value anywhere, nowhere. Ref-reps, 150 bucks, no, I don't want them. You know, Even an ASO referee, we love those guys, but in the end, you're gonna pay a lot more here, 49 bucks, you get it all. You're going to get grade A, number one, master class education. So that's what we do here. Hope you enjoy it tonight. So that's what that's kind of a little bit of the agenda. So let's go through the announcements so we can get to those plays. So baseball umpires out there. Hey, we got that MLB World Series umpire, Sam Holbrook, three-time, three-time. Let me tell you again, three-time World Series umpire, Sam Holbrook, He's got a course available, fundamentals course. You go to our courses section, mibtl9.com slash courses. You can get a, a certification from him that you have had the fundamentals of baseball training from a major league umpire who has umpired at the top three World Series. And he's also been an instructor for many years at the Stat, which is now the only umpire school, Stat school. So you want to check that out. We do have for your IHSA baseball umpires, we still have that uh, certified clinic. You can take the course. Go do that that's also on our courses page if you're interested uh, ihsa softball umpires or any softball umpires we're doing a live clinic february 26th that's a saturday 2 p.m central time you want to join us chris tepstra is going to be uh, running the show there we're also going to have some ihsa people and whatnot that should be a lot of fun clinic course to follow on february 27th same thing you can do the on-demand clinic course if you're unable to make the live version how about it so then uh we also have some new educational uh, education content on that page as well. We have a lot of it broken into different uh, ways on the mibtonline.com portals, the sports pages. We've got them into little shorts now and some of the like the baseball page and you want to check them out. They're a lot of of fun. What else we got? We got volleyball training coming. Yes, we're working on it so you volleyball officials, we got you covered as well. You don't want to miss. Insurance, we just talked about that. 20 bucks, we'll get you a $10,000 supplemental medical, 1 million liability. You want to go check that out as well. Our online fitness assessment. For all you subscribers out there, you get an online fitness assessment. I know some of you have taken advantage of this, which is great. You email us. We get you an online fitness assessment and get you uh, working on your fitness goals, especially here in the off-season. You want to check that out. And uh, finally, Bill Amani's best practices. Yes, we have Bill Amani here tonight. The best practices video for 2022 is coming. We took a year off, but we're coming back. You don't wanna miss that as well. That should be available hopefully here in a few months. Don't worry, we'll let you know. That's what we do here. All right, to the plays. But before we get to the plays, let's, uh, let's bring in our esteemed colleague, or colleagues, I should say, because in the end, that's what we're here to do. We're here to have a, a good time with, uh, with all of our, our guys. So the first guy I'm gonna bring in, looking forward to talking to him tonight, is Bill LaMagne. Bill, how are you doing today?
1: Pretty good, surviving the winter, you know, it's halfway into February, so uh, not too much more to go.
0: Not, not too much more to go. Well, I'm glad that you're surviving the winter and everything, because and, you know what else, what else are we going to do, right? So we're going to get to Bill here in a minute, but then we also got our guy with us, Mr. Robert Yabara. Robert, how are you today?
2: i'm happy we're going to be talking some football we got uh, super bowl week we get to talk about the sport that we love and uh, i'm so glad to be off the basketball course i know we got a lot of officials already on with us tim and they are talking about football they are excited to have bill and learn from him tonight and with you so thank you for posting this meeting for us free free on mibt
0: free it is and so let's throw this up here so here's a way to get a hold of us we do have the chat i guess going on in the uh on the YouTube page. so That's great. But you can also text us. Robert's going to be monitoring that. He's going to be monitoring the text for us so that way we'll know what's going on and we can be apprised to any questions that you may have. So we're looking forward to a a great meeting tonight. We're going to get to our first play. Our first play is up and ready to go. So this is what we're going to do with this one. We're going to We're going to let the the audio play out on it, and this is a play from the National Championship game, and Bill LeMagne, as you know, was was on the National Championship game, and he did speak on this. You'll hear Bill's voice come in. We're going to let it play through. It's going to be a few minutes, about four minutes, four to four and a half minutes, but we're going to break it down because this is a great play to discuss. There were so many things going on with it, so uh, I want everybody to, to sit tight, and here comes the play right now.
3: Makes it third and eight. Here comes the pressure. Bennett immediately on the run. He'll be chased down. Tries to make a desperation heave. Harris had him in the grass. That ball nowhere near back to the line
4: scrimmage. I think he was calling that. I think i don't know if that ball came out of his hand before his arm came forward but the referee was right there
3: discussing whether it perhaps was a fumble he threw, he threw a be- the, the beanbag
1: back down rolling on the field is a fumble yeah. recovered by the defense first down alabama alabama recovered that
3: i need to see this again i, 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 I thought it. it was
4: out of bounds the ball bounced how about again harris you saw 31 anderson you're going to definitely obviously take a look at this, but the ball bouncing all it looked like it went out of bounds.
3: But for sure it did. Let's see another angle. We'll see what happened to the football. All right right On here. On the
1: field is a fumble recovered by the defense. If it is determined that it is a forward pass, no receiver in the area. There's no receiver in the area. And we will have a foul for intentional grounding. The previous play is under further review. Couple things to
3: look at. Branch kind of nonchalant. I think yeah. he thought it was an incomplete pass. He didn't he didn't pay attention to where his foot was when he grabbed the football. And it did appear that his toe was on the paint.
4: I, I, I think at the very least, if, if it is in fact the fumble, he, he's out of bounds before his before he's able to possess the football with the right toe.
3: Bill, there's a lot of stuff to sort out here. First of all, was it a pass or a fumble?
1: this one's a barn burner you know it looks like the ball's tipping up and he's losing control yeah now as far as it going out of bounds if it's a fumble it's out of bounds what I would disagree with is intentional grounding because the hit really altered the throw and his ability to get it anywhere near someone
4: are they looking at the ball in the hand as that hand comes forward the ball is dislodged is that what they're trying to determine if the as before that arm
1: came forward the ball comes out. If, it, if any part of that hand is coming forward it's going to be a pass.
3: You now Peter Voss the ACC replay official. There's a lot to sort out here but it's enormously important Let's see Let's say it is rule to fumble here. Take a look at the foot. A branch, uh, he's he is in Wow, from that angle, is there?
4: Zoom that, in, is there? Just a little bit. Yeah, that right. I thought that right. Wow, that's in bounds. so He gone, had no gone, idea. idea. He
3: had no idea. That he potentially recovered that. He thought that's incomplete. I'll go catch this ball on the yeah. bounce. Yeah. It ended end up being a critical, decisive play.
4: Bill, is it safe to say he that toe is in? Yes, I have him
1: inbounds with that last view we have. Okay, that's a great view there. I also have the ball up out of his hand before the hand comes forward. Okay. So I'm going with fumble on this one.
3: This two-part review, and this place is uh, holding his breath. Will the tie be set up at the 15-yard line?
4: talk about a 13 to 12 all right well we're gonna we're gonna game. stop this
0: right now because it just keeps mm-hmm. going and going and going and going and, and a lot of a lot of people know what happened maybe did i wanted to play i wanted to play it because i wanted to get um i wanted everybody in case you didn't see it to get the perspective of exactly what went down so we're gonna we're gonna break this play down but before i do that i'm gonna i am gonna turn things back over to bill because bill was there you heard bill talk about it and and so, Bill, as this goes through the process, you're—oops, I got Robert up. So here's Bill. So, Bill, as this goes through the process, you are, um, you know, seeing it at the same time in, in the booth and stuff like that, and you're having to make the decisions almost like the officials are in real time. And so it's—it's it's funny how they lead you one way and sometimes they lead the other, and then you you end up coming with, with what you saw, and and ultimately, like I said, we'll go back to the play. But how did that work for you, and and were you? Are you kind of surprised when sometimes you see the the clips?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a play that had two components to it, the pass fumble and then the recovery that you couldn't ask them to be, as I said, barn burners. They they, they couldn't have been any tighter than they were. Uh, It was was extremely close, but that ball turns up in in his hand. and, And, you know, the philosophy now with replay for a quarterback pass fumble the philosophy is if you have any doubt whatsoever you leave this thing go uh, and play it as a fumble and put the burden on replay to say that they've got indisputable video evidence to say it's a pass because
3: uh-huh. well, right.
1: if you rule this a uh, if you rule this a a, a pass and incomplete Um, yeah, you can have an immediate recovery on this. third and eight. uh, Here comes the pressure. Immediately
3: on the run. He'll be
0: chased. I guess I should probably turn the audio of that off now. We don't really need the audio anymore. All right, so let's, uh, let's kind of walk through this, okay? Let's walk through it step by step because in the end, we've got a bunch of things at, at play. So the first thing that we should discuss is... Do we have a forward pass? That's the first thing. so is this enough for a forward pass? Now there are a bunch of different replays on this, and I'll try to get I'll try to fast forward to the different replays to try to and now remember we're looking the, the officials are looking at this in real time. We're going to get to slow it down. but you can see here's the, here's a probably your best your best replay. and so you you already kind of mentioned to Bill about how you believe that in the end this was probably ruled uh, or this was this should have been uh, not a forward pass but a fumble and that's what it was ruled on the field and that's where i think in the end that's why this play was officiated very well by this referee because he stuck with it and he threw his bag and he went through his sound mechanics but you can you can see that this was definitely a forward i'm sorry that was definitely not a forward pass that it was a fumble and talk about as a referee you know we, if you look at, we'll go back to the play real quick here, and you can see with his positioning, you can see, I mean, he's, he's a little bit, maybe a little bit close. Let me go back to the wide shot. Um, on exactly where his position, he might be a little bit straight-lined. As you can see, it's coming at him. But he's able to stay, you know, you can see him, he's right here. He might be a little bit straight-lined. But he's able to stay with it and make sound judgment. As a referee, you know, this is your bread and butter play. And I think he might even have mentioned that on the broadcast. This is your bread and butter play. How do you rule? Like, what what are some tips that you would do to put yourself in position and to try to make sound judgment on a play like this?
1: Well, Dick Honig gave me the best advice early in my career as a referee in the Big Ten. And he said, uh, you know, yeah, you're responsible for a tackle. You're responsible for a back blocking in the backfield. But he said, once you realize that that quarterback is really into a passing posture or he's about to be hit with that passing posture. You need to forget about holding and, and those types of things all And you just need to get to that hand. You need to see that thing as clear as you can. Because uh, he said, we're talking about possession of the football. If you rule this a fumble, the defense is going to be in a better position to recover. Because they're coming towards the quarterback, and usually the ball's on the ground right there. The offensive linemen don't e- don't even know the ball's out. If you rule so, if you rule a fumble, nine times out of ten, ten, Team B gets the ball. If you rule it a pass, then it's incomplete, and Team A gets to keep the ball. So you're talking about possession of the football, which is more important than holding. So he said, you got an umpire, you got some wings that can help you with that stuff. So get, get to that quarterback's hand and arm and, and just focus in there and get your concentration in there. And I
0: think that is the, the key here is that, you know, that that play is yours. You are not getting any help from your wings or your umpire. Now, center judge, maybe in this scenario, possibly, but. Really, that, that is your call all the way, and make it, just make it, because you know, sometimes we're gonna get that wrong. I mean, we're just, we go back to the play, like I said, let's, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a play up here again, because if you go to it, you can see right now that um, he, like I was mentioned earlier, that he could have been straight-lined, but he makes the right call. But either way, in this position, make a call, because everybody's gonna be looking at you as to what call is going to determine, it's going to determine live ball, dead ball status, you know, the incomplete pass. So just make a call, knowing that as a referee, this is yours, and you just have to do it. And I think that's sometimes where we've seen down the road where maybe officials, referees, they kind of like giddy up on it, and now we've got you know all heck breaking loose, right?
1: Here's a, here's another part to it that was officiated well, and and most people wouldn't even think about it, but I used to spend time with the umpire and the two wings to say, Hey, if there's any play with that quarterback pass fumble, that is anything that that's weird. uh, It's it's suspect. Would you please leave it alone in terms of a whistle? Because if that wing official or that umpire just jumps to a conclusion, because that ball went forward, that that's a, a pass I don't need somebody blowing a whistle so that was a. I don't know if they talked about it or not in pregame or if they worked enough together to know that but that's a critical thing that the that the wing officials and the umpire left that alone and because of the beanbag if they look back they see the bag coming out and say hey he's playing fumble because the last thing you want is for you to take that throw that beanbag and have Somebody else coming in waving this thing incomplete, especially if you don't have a replay. So I, I give kudos to the, to the wing officials and the umpire for their whistle patience on this one.
0: No, you're, you're right, because in the end, if we end up blowing it, one of us on the wings or the umpire, we're, we're, all this is for naught. doesn't matter what the referee ended up ruling, then we end up in an inadvertent whistle situation potentially. And to have that whistle control is a huge. Huge thing, and you're right. So you know, we we give the referee the credit for getting this call correct, but I think it's great that you pointed out that we also want to give the wings and the umpire, everybody, credit for not for letting the play go. And it actually does continue on in regards to how well it was. Con- you know, the wings continue to officiate, at least the the line judge in this in this case. Um, you know, in that regard, I want to throw it over to. to Let me throw yeah, one more ahead. thing down yeah. there
1: yeah. you know, about the inadvertent whistle thing. So if you don't have replay and you have realized you have an inadvertent whistle on this plate, team B didn't get to recover the ball because we had a whistle. Nope. And now we're going to give team a the down over, you know, Yep. Just, <laughs> plus, plus I'll add to that plus 15 yards on the defensive coach, because he's going to go nuts, you know, exactly. So,
0: Exactly. So, you know,
1: it's kind of one of those ones that, if this happened and you had a, even though it's not the rule, but it's game management, is that if I was going to rule fumble on this, we don't have a replay, and somebody else blows a whistle, guess what? We're going to say this is a forward pass now, and it's incomplete because the the word it, it, it's still not helping the defense, but I'm not giving team A another down. I mean that. It's funny. And I know Robert,
0: I'm going to, I'm going to throw it over to Robert here real quick. Cause Robert can talk to this. I mean, I've done that on a fumble play where it's somebody's ruled the whistle and now all of a sudden, boom, the ball's out. And I'm like, Oh, we're, we're killing this. Cause we're not going, I mean, if we have to, we have to do the inadvertent whistle, but yeah, you try to do that. So, so um, let's go to Robert, Robert, what do we got out there? Any, any uh, questions or comments so far?
2: Yeah. A, a couple of questions and, uh, and a few comments, but Bill, you're very intuitive because you answer questions without me even having to share them with the viewers were asking so excellent job and, and to kind of summarize what the viewers were asking was the wings how can the wings help out in this situation and bill you were spot on right at the appropriate time this is a pregame discussion you know relative to what you've just said bill and how the referee would want you know the respective wings and umpire to behave in these type of situations so that during the game, you're not surprised on, on what's being ruled. But the referee, you certainly, like Bill said, need to be reflecting what you are observing. So be very clear with your bag so your crewmates can see that. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. We did have a question from a viewer on a five-person mechanics okay. relative to how the referee is able to really make a be in good position to make a good judgment call. Tim, Bill, do you have any suggestions in a five-person mechanics? how the referee can be in good position in these types of situations. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I do
0: because that's you're right in high school. That's what we do. We have five in, in almost all the games. And I would say you want to put yourself, I mean, in the end, I'm going to go back to the place so that way. Let's uh, let's pull the play up. So I can kind of use this play as a, as a diagram at the very least. So we go to this play and you can see where this referee is now. In college, obviously, they're always on the quarterback's arm. So there's a right, you know, the quarterback is right handed. In high school, with five, you know, you might be here, you know, depending on where the ball is, you might be over where this center judge is. You might be over on this side. But in the end, what we're going to do is, as a referee, what's going on here? you've got nothing here. Okay. And like Bill was saying, bread and butter play, this is your bread and butter play. You've got nothing going on here. So even if I'm the R over here, it's just, just off the screen here, I'll pull it down here. Even if I'm the R over here or the R over here in the end, we're looking at this pretty much from, from the same uh, angle as these two officials have one way or the other. Cause we can only be one of us as, as a referee in high school is going to be on one side or the other. You just gotta get in the best position from an angle standpoint and try to make the judgment. And that's where that's kind of what I was was talking about, about making that judgment in regards to you're just gonna make a judgment, make it, make the call. Get if you're on the other side, you move and you try to get an angle to see it. If you're where that official is and you might be straight-lined, the referee in, in the then you're just still gonna try to get to, to move to an angle. And just may, in the end, you make a call, and you—we hope we're right. But if you see, you know, we call what we see. We see we call. But when in doubt, when in doubt, and I'm sure Bill will hopefully back me up on this. When in doubt on this play, Bill, what is it? Because you almost kind of when
1: in doubt, when in doubt. If you're if you don't have replay, this is a forward pass. Correct. You, end of discussion. And if you have replay, you you know you better adjust to it. You better. And i'd have a hard time with that if i were back on the field now because i would be so into forward pass i have to make the adjustment now to say when in doubt it's the, it's a fumble with right. replay because of the
0: replay aspect of it now in high school if this is a high school game when in doubt on a play like this you're going forward pass if you know the call you make the call and so hopefully that answers the question in regards to what type of angle you want to get so now I want to go on to the the next part of this play, which is once again why I think it was officiated extremely well. Um, so we've got we've got the now rule of fumble. We all agreed with that. And we got this play here by number fourteen, who just like as the announcer said, might have just thought he was picking up a, you know picking up a a dead ball, but you know he comes and grabs it and then. There you go. You know, you grab, and then we get the re, we get the view later. Let's see if I can get right to that view. We get to the view later of the of this shot right here where you see they zoom in on his foot and in the end this is a possession. You know, they go back and forth. They zoom in. You can see. There you go. You got green between. And I think like I said, this is pretty pretty amazing that the line judge was so locked in he was locked in on this that he was able to not only know it was a fumble but then have the ability and the vision to stay with that play and go yeah we got a possession and comes up and rules as such bill i want you to talk about this because a lot i mean this you mentioned how you thought the wings did well for holding the whistle, but by staying with this play and making a, a such a tight ruling in a critical situation, you I mean come on, that line judge, man, I hopefully, you know, they they took care of him after because or he got like bonus stars on his grade because I mean that a lot of people would let that would, would lose their concentration,
1: would you agree?
4: Well,
1: I, yeah, then they'd be going, "Oh, criminy, who's going to help me with this?" But uh no, it was an excellent job on that one. And, and again, we're splitting hairs just a little blade or two of green in between that toe and the sideline um you know the thing that i just when when they came out of replay uh the announcement was the play stands as called and and i kind of understood why but i I, with this being as critical of a play in a game as they could i wish replay could have been as dramatic and definite about the about their decision as the two officials were on the field i mean we were talking about a tight spot in the ball game this could possibly have a huge impact and decide the ball game and we have a stands call and anybody that's been around it for college or the pros knows stands simply means whatever you call that's what it is so they would have called this a pass it stands if they would have called this guy out of bounds, it stands unless there was one of the two that was confirmable and seeing that there were two different aspects to this play, I, I wondered, and I don't know the answer to this. I wondered if could replay confirm the pass fumble could replay confirm the inbounds. And if they could, why couldn't there have been two announcements, you know? Yeah. Uh, The ruling on the field of a uh, fumble has been confirmed. The ruling of a recovery inbounds by the defense. Play stands as called. They're two totally separate things. I I, I wish they could have got a confirm uh, for the sake of it. Because otherwise, if this would have come down to this play deciding the ball game, um, you know, it would have just been scrutiny, scrutiny, scrutiny. Because... Hey, if they'd have called it that way, it stands. If they called it this way, it stands. So I felt bad as an official. I felt a little sympathy for them on that one, and wished the replay had um, been a little stronger. Well, and that's
0: it's one of the things where they came out. You heard, I, I think you know Shaw that you know whatever comes out and says he agreed with. He thought the call was the officiating crew was right on. They got the call right, and this and that. And then there was some there was some like pushback. They're like, well, if you're saying a day later that they got the call, right? Why wasn't replay saying it at the game that they got the call, right? And so you you can kind of understand that frustration a little bit. Um, So there is one other aspect of this play that I do want, I I do want to discuss. So we'll go back to it. Um, And this is a, a very important point. And they said in the announcement about intentional grounding, it's whatever, but we can talk about it, Bill. Because you see this quarterback roll out, and you know he ends up throwing the ball. Now there's no eligible receiver in the area, but the pass. And I'll go to the I'll go to the replay uh, version of it just so you can kind of see the contact. I mean, you know, it's like all right, who, where's he throwing? You know, we start talking intent, this and that. Bill, things have gotten a little little bit crazy with the. Uh, this uh, intentional grounding because they were going to go if they would have if replay would have came back and said that it was a forward pass they were going to rule that intentional grounding and I, i think we're getting a little wacky with intentional grounding would you agree
1: yeah uh first of all to make the announcement is is prescribed to do because if if he hadn't made that announcement and then replay said it was a pass he can't he can't now decide, well, I'm going to call it intentional grounding because then it makes it look like replay created the grounding, which they have no authority on. The, the thing that I disagreed with, so making that announcement was okay to do if that's yeah. what you really believe. However, I say that the, the tackler, the defender, he altered that throw. He caused, you know, whether it was a pass or a fumble, he caused it to go where it did because of the hit that takes, that should take the quarterback off the, uh, the passer off the hook in terms of grounding, because if this isn't happening to him, I guarantee you number one, he's going to throw a pass and number two, it isn't going to be a little fluffer up in the air. So the hit caused that, you know, the the, where the, where the ball didn't go uh, because of that hit and spin on the, on the passer. So I, I, don't, I, I would not have wanted to go, go with grounding on that. But you're absolutely right. We're seeing um, more grounding being fabricated um, by replay, by by coordinators, by officials, than ever before. Um, the whole purpose of letting the guy throw the away in college of the pros is to play another down. And we're finding ways to make it a foul now. So I think we're being too too technical about intentional grounding
2: yeah i just yeah do have a question tim if you don't mind you got robert go for it you're next buddy what's up great the question is some for some viewers bill since you're bringing up this subject about being contacted then now the direction of the ball let's say that the quarterback did have control of the ball but the contact uh twisted the body in a manner in which now where the ball is not going forward based on the contact the ball is going a direction other than forward what would the ruling be then
1: you you have a right as a referee to determine if his intent was to throw the ball forward and the hit altered the the path of the ball even though it went sideways even though it went backwards you have a right to say that's a forward pass um beautiful you know it perplexes some people when that happens right but, um but that's that's your right to do i mean let, let's assume and let's even say it's this play you show me and let's say it would have been a backward pass that you know okay you show me a receiver that isn't more than 10 yards downfield who's anywhere near where he'd be throwing a backward pass you know there, there's it's one thing if there was a guy back there and, I, and that was one of my options to go to, go to him. But when everybody and their brother is, is well beyond the line of scrimmage and in front of the passer, that's an attempt to throw a forward pass. And you, your hit altered my throw. Yeah. That's I lovely. love your answer.
2: <laughs> I love it.
0: So, Robert, do we got uh, any, any other questions that, uh, on this play? Because I think we're about ready to move on unless there's anything else.
2: I believe, uh, I believe we're ready to move on. They're thirsty for more. This They're has been thirsty, fantastic.
0: thirsty for more. Now this is, this is the, we're gonna, I'm going to pull up the next play. And this is the, one of those plays where I, we've probably talked about it before, but uh, this is, and you probably have seen it. If you're, any, if you're on any type of social media, you've probably already seen this play. But uh, by the way, TikTok is a gold mine. Um, you can get so many plays on TikTok, it's pretty crazy. Um, so I'm going to pull the play up now. So here's the play. You can see by the, the, the um, captions it says came home from our state semifinal game. The the this play, this player jogged off to the sideline. So right now you know you can see on the play or you set it up. You've got a player who's jogging off. It looks like he's kind of grabbing his wrist and kind of running off. So in the end, is this 11-11? No, apparently this is number five is 10. And the guy coming over here, coming out with the whatever he's doing, faking injury or grabbing his wrist or whatever is 11. So they come out, you can see, and there is some audio, but that's not important. You can, they come out and now they tell him to stop. And then he sets and there he goes. And they score a touchdown. And, you know, you, you've got a back judge, and you, there, you can't see the, the wing official on this play, but he, there is a wing official right there. It's not like he was he was out of the, out of the picture. He is definitely right there. So one more time, and I'll play it again in real time now. You can see, so like I said, this is, this is player 11 who's coming out. Player number 10 is going in. I, he's number 5, but, you know, in regards to how many players. He's actually 10. Number nine here is actually number 11. He stops, he sets, and boom. There we go. Run, Johnny, run. So, Bill, um, (laughs) the old hideout play, and I know we've talked about this before, how you had it once. I think it was a national championship game. I know a few meetings ago we mentioned this, but this is one of those plays where it's like, how? And I had to show it because, it was a semifinal game, so you would think you'd have your top level officials. How do we still, as officials, let a play like this go? I mean, this is clearly using not only possibly an injury, but a substitute for deception. And boom, now we, we, we have them run for a touchdown. I mean, it's, it's a shame. I mean, I, I, I just I don't know why we, we let this continue to happen, right?
1: Yeah, it's happened at the major college level. As we said that Uh, we prevented one in a national championship with Auburn and Oregon a few years back, Um, it happens now at the high school level. And we've seen it in videos from youth football, Um, you know, this player coming over, especially kind of holding his arm bent over a little bit. um, He was trying to convince everybody in the world that he had to leave the field. Uh, it's too bad just on that that this play especially when he stood there and wasn't leaving the field that the officials didn't shut it down and uh, the wing official over here just shut it down I'm curious too is is, is uh, he's standing there sideways I'm assuming he's in the backfield because yeah, it looks
0: like it, it's hard to tell exactly if he's in the backfield or not because we don't see the full formation so That's, that's hard to tell, but to be honest, it's really kind of immaterial to this because of all the other stuff that's going on really. So, I mean,
1: you know, it it needed to be shut down. Now here's the, here's the key thing on it um, is, is that the referee and the umpire are supposed to count the offense. So now I just counted the offense and I have 10 players. Well, you know what, when I only have 10 players out there, there's only one sideline I need to take a peek at. And that's the team a sideline, And I need, and if I see a guy standing out there like that, okay, then you know what? Uh, He was trotting off the field. Like he was leaving. Uh, He gets to leave now because we're going to, we're going to shut it down. We're going to have a a flag for the uh, unsportsmanlike conduct for deception. Um, You know, it, it, but the referee and umpire should have the first, You know, most of the time these things are going to happen on a fourth down play, a punt situation, a field goal situation, but they can happen at any point in the game like this. Uh, It could be a different down, but the referee umpire should be the first ones to pick up on this and then alert, then alert the, um, the wing official if he is, if he hasn't caught on to it, you know, um, in in our game situation, I ju- I just yelled out to the headlinesman about keeping an eye on number eighty eight, and and he said eighty eight. If you're going to play this down, you better get inside the numbers, and um, you know so uh, you know we, we and we had a coach you know take a take a time out over it uh, <laughs> yeah. to discuss it, but but uh, it was prevented. You know now if they hadn't if they hadn't adjusted if they hadn't gone inside if they hadn't taken the time out they were going to get flagged 15 yards. Um, and that, so, you know, shame on that. Uh, but, but we need to be aware of it. It starts with 10 guys. Uh, it doesn't start cause they got 11 in a proper formation. It starts with 10. No, I think
0: that, I think you're right there. So Robert, I'm going to, Robert, we're coming to you now, buddy. All right. So yeah. here's the thing. I'm going to let you, I want to hear your opinion, Robert. I mean, from a high school standpoint, I know you're back, Judge, but you've worked the wing. This happens to you, Robert, or you heard about it. And we'll, call it, we'll talk about like the pregame talk here in a minute back with Bill on, on trick plays. But just this happens without you, your knowledge and you see it first time. What are you doing with it? And also, are there, are there any questions or comments?
2: Yeah. Okay, I'm going to respond personally, then I'll bring in the viewers' comments as well. Kill the play. Throw the flag up. It's it's a dead ball foul, unsportsmanlike, and that's how we're addressing it. Of course, uh the the team that benefits from the 15 yards is gonna be fine with it. The team that is gonna be questioning why is that a foul is what is gonna require an explanation, and uh and, and it deserves an explanation. And whether the Appropriate wing is able to explain it, and it, because it came from the wing, which would be me, I'll be comfortable explaining it. But if it comes from the referee or the umpire, and the wing is uncertain, then I believe the referee needs to come over. Those are my thoughts. But that's an unsportsmanlike behavior that we don't need any part of our game.
0: Okay, I so agree. That's my. What else
2: we got? What What do the viewers think? You, you know, passionate. We have passionate viewers. Not only do they hate the play but uh, they admit that they're tired of seeing these types of plays and it gets their blood boiling. They (laughs) unanimously (laughs) think that these type of shenanigans need to end. And that makes me really happy about our fraternity wanting to remove our game with this this type of shenanigan. So that's what we're hearing from our viewers, Tim. No, you know what?
0: That's kind of why I showed this play because it's like, we're tired of it. I know I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm tired of seeing it, and and that's why I'm like, it happened again. That's why I even asked Bill at the beginning. It happened again, and in a semifinal football game. The rules are pretty clear on this. High school, college, whatever. They're extremely clear on a play like this. Now let's go back to the. Was the? It looked like the officials were tipped off on this, and Robert, because, you know, they didn't flinch. The, the, the line judge doesn't flinch or whoever, you know, I guess HL doesn't matter. They don't flinch. Everybody seemed to know what was coming. And we talk about this, you know, in a pregame, if I walk up and a coach and I know, you know, Bill talked about how he, they talked the coach out of it, took a timeout, but like in a high school pregame, we running special plays and they say, well, we got this hideout. whoop once I heard hideout or we got this trick play where we send a guy out. What? Stop right there. And so it just unfortunately that's what we're doing here. We're making ourselves go from good to great because I'm telling you right now, these guys could be good officials. They could, you know, get it right almost all the time, but that they they missed that little part of the rule. And now you have a semifinal game that comes down to a play like this. That's why it's important we're here now watching a play like this even though you, the viewers are disgusted or this and that because we want to make sure that people understand that this is a rule and it's not just, um, you know, deception by the game of football. It's not allowed. And I, I, I mean, we should probably make that even, I don't think we can make it any clearer. Right, Robert?
2: Uh, agreed. I want to I engage in this conversation a little deeper too. Uh, I, I hear some officials that want to help make this play legal. And, and that kind of concerns me too, because we're not in, we're not in the, the profession of, coaching uh, the proper way to deceive. We're not in that business, none. We, we can communicate in the pregame on what's legal, what's not legal. Now, obviously, if a co- coach has a question, we can give them a, a fact-based response on what would be viewed as appropriate. Like for example, if they're in a field goal formation and uh, they want the holder to pitch the ball to a teammate, uh, we have to ensure that the, the the knee's not on the ground. That's that's something that we can educate that they understand, uh, you know, to make to make that situation legal. I, I get that, but these hideout plays, you know, where where we, you know, the ready for play whistle needs to be blown. So you need to, you need to be inside the numbers, and uh, when that's blown, to in order to come out to to hide that, make that legal. No, no, don't get in that type of dialogue. Officials, and I don't think any of our viewers would, but I just wanted to bring that up. No, I
0: think that's a great point because you're
2: right. We try as officials, I mean,
0: we, we that's why we ask the question. We want to see it, we want to sometimes we try to make a, or, or talk them into making it legal. And how many times have we had this discussion? This is very important, so I hope we're, I know we're kind of staying here. We got one more play to go through, but how when a coach says something to you and you just hear the wrong word, like you hear those those buzzwords, like I was saying, like hideout play or something like that, or they'll describe, this is a great one, they'll describe a play and, and Bill could chime in on this and you go, well, if it happens like the way you described it, that would be legal. And then when it comes out, it's not that play. It's something completely, oh, you told me in the pregame that that was gonna be legal. I mean, how many how many times have we had that happen where now, wait a minute, that's not the same play. I mean, I'm sure you've had that happen, right, Robert?
2: Yeah, I, I sure, I sure have exactly T- to that point. It's, it's, it's one thing to say how it's going to be executed. It's another thing, how it's actually executed by 17 year olds. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so, it's like two different subjects, but here's one last point. I do want to make, even when, as an official, when you're, when your crew, when you, when you get the information, usually it's the referee and, and the umpire that get, they have that dialogue in the wing official with the coach. And then you share that with your crewmates, right. And now the whole crew has an understanding of what may develop during the contest on the first uh, scrimmage kick play, things of that sort, or on a PAT attempt, things of that sort. We still need to officiate the play. It's great to have the insights on what may develop but we need to still officiate the play and remember yeah. the important elements. Like the goal line is the most important line in the game of football. The reason why I say that is because we, we had a playoff game this past fall season where we had this situation where the coach says, no, we're going to throw a backward pass to um, our tackle who is ineligible um, by number, but he's going he's gonna to be behind, so it'll be uh, legal, right? officials because it's a right. backward passes. Well, yeah, the way it's you the describe
0: it is the most popular trick
2: play now because everybody wants to run that one. But go ahead, yeah. Yeah, so so as a crew, we, we kind of got fixated on that. Well, 79 is a legal number, but yes, he was clearly behind uh, the passer and the ball did go backwards and that will part of the play was in fact leave. So now, you know, the, the this tack, this 79 is rumbling, stumbling towards the goal line. Uh, and then, of course, we have a critical judgment at the goal line. But my point there is on these plays, these especially if they're scoring plays, officiate the play, baby, <laughs> officiate right. the play.
0: That's right, officiate the play first. So uh, real quick, I'll end you with uh, Bill here. Bill, we've talked about, I mean, you've been referee meetings with coaches a lot where they'll tell you, oh, we got this trick play or we got this play, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then what they tell you sounds somewhat legal, but we always say, well, we have to see it, right? Because you sound, if you do it the way you describe, then you're legal. But how how many times have they not really?
1: <laughs> well, I think you were with me filming the one time. We were, at, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. Illinois Northwestern. And, I
0: was actually, yep. And, uh,
1: you know, the coach from Illinois described uh, his play, and 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 I said, well, if you run it that way, it's a foul. It's illegal. You know, you're 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 not in a scrimmage kick formation anymore and and he looks so perplexed and so I actually on the chalkboard for the whiteboard I actually showed him you know if you do it this way it's a foul if you do it this way it's not a foul and and he goes okay so that's what I got to do to make it legal and then when the play happened he did it he did it his way instead of the way I showed him <laughs> and, and and then he wondered why the flags were down for um for the illegal formation and numbering uh, exceptions, and um, and he was just totally perplexed, you
0: know. Well, that's uh, a great point. In fact, people are on YouTube right now. That that play is on our, our page. So go to football, scroll down, or I think it might even be on archive. You'll see and you'll hear the conversation. It's a really good one. So you wanna you wanna check that that one out. So let's go to our our final play of the night. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully everybody's enjoying it and I'm trying to keep up and hopefully I am. And, and uh, Robert, uh, I see him looking. Uh, we're good to go, Robert. I can see you. Give me a thumbs up. Say we're good. all right, we're going to move on. All right, perfect. So let's go to our, our next play. This was sent in by one of our favorite or one of my favorite uh, viewers, subscribers, Mike from Pennsylvania. Mike always sends us some great stuff. So uh, focus in here on the quarterback. The quarterback is... You know, we'll, you know, let's start by going through our normal progressions, all right? We want to always make sure that we're working a good play. So we want to check our line of scrimmage. So our line of scrimmage officials, like, do we have our, our, our seven on the line or at least five on the line and no more than four in the backfield? So we look good here, all right? We've got our one, two, three, four. We're going to say this guy's on the line and this guy's on the line. So we're good. we got a got a good formation to start out with. We want to make sure everybody's set. So we'll back this up just a little bit. So let's everybody gets set. Looks like they do. They moved around. All right, good. We're set. We're good. To, we're good to have a play here. So now we got shotgun and, and you can see the ball kind of hits the ground or it gets real close. So backward pass here, boom, and then it's flipped forward underhand and then recovered by the defense. I'll play it one more time. You're going to see the quarterback low snap and then flips it forward or backwards or whatever, and then is recovered by the defense. So that is the question of this play. Was this a forward or a backward pass, Bill? This is a tough one. We go, we discussed it a little bit in, the, in that first play about forward and backwards, but this is a, a play where it's not necessarily the referee. It, it might fall into a couple different officials. What do you think?
1: Yeah, nobody's got a great angle on this one. The referee's not in a position to see a good angle. The wing officials are five, six yards forward of of the uh, of where the, this occurs. This is tight. Uh, can you look at this play and say you you, you make the call because you know the call, uh, or do you have to say I got doubt on this one? Um, and again, no replay involved in that. In one breath I say who caused the problem and it was team A. But in another breath is if, if that if I got doubt and it's that close, I've got a forward pass. It's incomplete.
0: Right. So if there if there is that doubt, it's uh we we'll go back to our axioms, it's forward
1: who pass. has the right to use when in doubt on this play. Who has the Should right? The yeah, I mean there's a right to when in doubt. I mean the umpire doesn't have a right to use one in doubt. He has a right Right, If he knows the call to make the call, but if the umpire has doubt, he needs to leave it alone. The back judge needs to leave it alone. Uh, The two wing officials, they've got responsibility for it. The referee, he could have response. Those three people there have a right to use when in doubt, but the umpire and the back judge, you know, if you, if it's not your primary call, you don't have a right to use when in doubt. You have a right to make a call because you know the call you don't have a right to make a call because you got doubt no i I agree with that I do I mean that it,
0: who's got and that's a good point because who's gonna in the end right back judge probably not the umpire but the wings and, and the and the referee do but let's uh walk through it step by step because there are a couple aspects of this so you can see the ball is low and so now the question comes so when he does he possess it that's the first question because in the end if you think that this is as an official that this still has backward pass status does he have it long enough to shovel it forward or backward to the player you know to the running back that's que- that's a question to ask yourself cuz if you do not have possession here you never have. I mean, it looks like he probably does have the two hands around it, but it, you never know. It happened so quick, and I'm slowing it down. I'm making it frame by frame. You know, that's the question. If, if that's, it could still have a backward pa- uh, pass status, so it really doesn't actually matter which direction he shovels the ball now. But if you do say that he has has that possession there, he's got possession now. Now we have to look where does he toss it. You know, it kind of gets a little grainy here, but here's the ball. You know is it that close to where we're going to have the best eyes in the game and go, yeah, I, you know, is it a sideways backwards? It's so close. Ultimately. Yeah. When in doubt, we want to go with our, with our when in doubt, but all in the end, if like Bill said, who, who created the problem, who created this problem? If there's still any question in my mind in, in regards, this is not doubt. Okay. I don't want to confuse people but like I see the ball, I never see that clear possession, and I still see a ball a backward pass, then I'm probably gonna just let this go because I'm gonna still most likely have this as a backward pass status and not a new you know, possession and a new pass. So Robert, um, I know I see you shaking your head head here, Robert. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump over to you. And Robert, tell me, tell me what you got, Robert. What, what's going on out there? Tell me what you got, buddy
2: we we are mixed we are there. there's one side of the group that says uh no cheap turnovers incomplete pass but then there's another side whatever we decide just sell the hell out of it you know and and uh and then and support that that viewpoint as I, well
0: I, I actually i actually love that because yeah. you make the <laughs> call make a call and and I, you know, and I might think differently if I was actually on this game and I saw this in real time. I might go with, well, it's close. I saw him. He has the ball. Because if he does have the ball, if, if I rule or judge that he has now possessed this ball, I'm going to go forward pass on this because it's so close, no cheap turnovers. I agree with the viewers 100%. But this happens so fast. I'm going to try to play it in real time. This shovel or whatever it is, happened so fast that can he, does he clearly, I mean, look, it kind of is almost on the ground, you know, if this was a, if this was a reception, you know, or a potential reception for, you know, a, a forward pass, would we call that a completed pass? You know, so it's like, it happened so fast. That's why I said, if I saw it like that in real time, boom, 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 it, to me, it's probably still a forward pass or a backward pass because it was on the ground. He shoveled the gr- ball from the ground and then I'm going to say that we're, we're going to keep that backward status pass. But I, I mean, I love it, Robert. I mean, you're right. I think you're, you're correct in either way as long as you come out and make a call. And these guys did. I'll go back to the play one more time. Here, we'll, break, we'll go wide. You're going to see that they come in, because I'm sure everyone, I didn't play to the end the first time. They're going to be like, well, what was the call? What did they end up doing? So here we go. You're, all right, so we got the play. Now the ball's on the ground. Defense has the ball. You see... Boom! The the uh, the uh, looks like the line judge here at the bottom. He's ruling, he's ruling here. Here he is down here at the bottom, right under the text number. In fact, I'm going to pull the text number down right now so you can so you can see our line judge here come up and rule that he's got this. Now, one last thing, and uh, Robert, you good or you get you want do you have any more comments no, on this, Robert? We're I'm good, gonna, we're good, you're good. All right, Bill, I'm going to go back to you because. We've talked about this. You know, we're talking about best practices coming out. We see an official like this. What does he do? He's making a call, but where are the fundamentals, right? Kill the clock, go in, signal. He just wants, he just points, right? I mean, we, sometimes we forget our fundamentals, right?
1: Yeah, sometimes you do. Um, At the same time, you know, uh, the wing official on the other side had to probably be saying to himself, Thank God he called that, not me. <laughs> Make it
0: over there, right? I got- <laughs> yeah. Or
1: even the referee's kind of coming up there, and probably his body language is saying, oh, crap, what we got, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, got so, you. I mean, you know, we've all been there, been in those shoes. and um, But, yeah, I'll, but I'll forgive him for not killing the clock first <laughs> and giving a point to say, hey. In case you guys don't know, we're going that way, man. <laughs> so, you know, so uh, we'll kill the clock in a second here, but we're, he, they've got the ball and we're going that way now. Well, and that's good. And it, it, it's one of those
0: where when it happens in real time, we, we're not trying to be critical, but it's like you, if you punch it back, if, you, if that's what you do, if you're when you punch it back, you're making a call, you know what it is, then you come and kill the clock. And everybody knows, if, I, if I'm watching that on film, Later, I know, bam, you're on it. And I don't care if we're gonna split the hairs because you made the judgment, you made the call, you were right on it. So, well, I think that's it for tonight. We've, we've reached our hour, but before I do that, I'm gonna throw it back to Robert. Robert, uh, any uh, like last minute questions here or anything like that coming, coming your way just so we, we can make sure we get them?
2: No, uh, just that the viewers all thought this was an awesome meeting. Thank you so much, Bill and Tim, for hosting this tonight and uh, giving us our football fix in February.
0: Well, that's what we try to do, right, Bill? We have a lot of fun doing this, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> some
1: interesting stuff, man. some Keep interesting
0: stuff. That's that, to say the least, some, some interesting stuff. So, uh, all right, well, I think we're gonna call it a night. So, uh, I mean, in the end, we had a lot of fun and we, uh, we hopefully, uh, we, we've made people think tonight, you know, made, made them think some football stuff. And you know, I'm, my my goal here, remember, at MIB Town Line, is we're trying to improve the game through the official because in the end, we just want we want to all be be better, and and hopefully that's what we're going to do. We're gonna we're gonna be better the next time we go out and officiate uh, whatever it is we officiate, you know, whatever level we end up officiating, we're gonna have a good time. So let me go I'll run through here real quick. We've got, um, we're going to do a meeting, our monthly meetings here for MIBT Online for our uh, off-season meetings. I'm not exactly sure the date yet, but we may move it to Thursday. We might have to, uh, some just some scheduling conflicts. But either way, they're always available on demand. We're going to split them up probably into little segments too to make it even easier for you to watch. So that's kind of cool. But do me a favor, tell a friend about us. You know, free, free tonight. Please consider subscribing if you're not a subscriber because we're going to, we're gonna to continue to do this. And then as we hit the season, man, preseason we do weekly meetings. We, it's like a master class of officiating. We're like, we're taking it to the next level. We only went through three plays tonight. Yeah, but we broke them down and you probably learned a lot. Hopefully you did. We take you to the next level. That's what we're trying to do here. So we will be back next month. So continue to look for that stuff on social media. We'll post we'll post here some stuff here on YouTube. And we'll continue to try to make everybody go from good to great right here at mibtonline.com. So for Robert Yabar, for Bill Amanye, I'm Tim Kiefer. We'll catch you next time right here. And make it be there. Whatever you do, you make it be there. So long, everybody.